From restaurant openings and discounts on bars and hotels to beauty and fashion offers, Sherlock's partners with London's best venues, suppliers and brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. And this month, we're offering new annual sign-ups, a free 111 Skin Space Antioxidant Booster worth £85. Or trial VIP and get two months free access using the code VIPX2 at checkout. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Laura Black, Lou Half, and Pascal Day. Hi, everyone. Hello. So I'm a bit tired today because I woke up at six o'clock this morning to watch the Game of Thrones finale. I don't know if listeners know, but we record our podcast first thing on a Monday morning. I had to squeeze in Game of Thrones viewing because I have ruined so many episodes of the season for myself because I can't stay off Instagram and the Daily Mail for a full day. I was going to say, so so it's not like you're really eager to watch it. You just don't want to spoil it for yourself. Correct. I just want to watch it without seeing... Because even if you don't get, like, direct spoilers, you still get everybody's opinion. Yeah. Like, the British press still love to run, like, oh, everybody's saying this and that about... Or even if they're just like, what did you make of the big twist? And it's like, oh, so there's a twist. (laughs) Correct. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like TV has never been more analysed than it is now. I swear previously, you never had so many spoilers or so much group discussion about these shows. I think it's just the internet, isn't it? Yeah. It's so much worse. It's crazy. You just need to shut down from any social media that's what I did into... I figured watching it four hours after it aired was quite good going and that would be the only way to do it so Instagram's quite good people try not to be too mean yeah. but like the Daily Mail don't give a shit and they just will yeah. write stories oh, yeah. left and centre and I like a sidebar of shame fix in the morning well, so you I need to stay it. quiet in case anybody has <laughs> well, I'm going. I will not give any spoilers away and I'm sure there's a load of listeners who'll be really glad that it's over and we don't have to ever talk about it <laughs> again. it feels quite like there's something missing once a TV show ends yeah, yeah. Really yeah. when it's something you've really enjoyed for years it's quite sad isn't it? It's like well, a flea bag ended. Yeah. Lucky view. Love Island starts in two weeks. So oh that will God. fill the hole. <laughs> two weeks today. And if you're listening, it's less than two weeks today yeah. because this goes out on a Thursday. So great news. That's how you uh, know summer started. I know. <laughs> Has anybody else watched anything good? I watched a good show. It's on BBC Three. It's called Back to Life. If you liked Fleabag, you'll like this show. Ooh. Is this one about the girl who comes out of prison? Yeah. yeah. And it was really, really good. And I don't want to spoil anything because I'm notorious for spoiling things <laughs> but yeah really good I can't remember the name of the woman that's in it but she's amazing is it like Fleabag? it's not Fleabag levels of good mm. but it's still very good and like you don't know what she did why she was in prison until like the very end it's very poignant, I think. Okay. But mm. funny? Yeah, kind of like darkly funny. If you've ever watched Flowers, it's a bit like that. Worth a watch. And is yeah. the whole season on BBC Three now? Yeah, six episodes, half an hour long, so easily done in one day. I don't know if I prefer being able to binge or if I prefer having to get up at six o'clock in the morning to watch something. <laughs> like, I don't know what's worse or better. You know what's weird, though? You know, you sent me a piece the other day about how people ruin things for themselves. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's awful. Mm. But I actually do that. I looked up what happened at the end of Game of Thrones today and I've never seen it. Yeah, but that's different. So the piece that I sent Pascal was written by Jo Ellison, who's the fashion editor at Financial Times. And she basically said that Game of Thrones, she's never interested in watching it from the beginning, but she wanted to be involved in the conversation. So she's just been kind of very casually watching this season okay. so she can at least be involved in the chat or at least 
have an understanding of this whole like zeitgeist yeah that everybody's yeah, talking think, about yeah I think it's more understanding and I did it with the Big Bang Theory and I hate that show and I don't I did, know why I did it I did exactly the same I also read in full detail everything that happened in the final episode of the Big Bang Theory and then I watched the end oh no I didn't do that I'm like, is it like the fear of missing out is yeah. it like you don't like so. socially not to be able to join in the conversation and I think being a journalist just having an awareness of what's going on and yeah. I think we are people who like to feel like we know what people are yeah. watching and be like yeah I've watched that and I've read that so if it's not for you you still want to be able to feel You've got to that you can contribute yeah. to particularly if it's the end of something like it's the real end of an era yeah that's the difference yeah, yeah. I hate the Big Bang Theory oh terrible it's the worst show on television why has it been going for 12 years why do people find it funny awful I've also just got a podcast to recommend I've been listening to How to Fail by <gasps> Elizabeth Day literally my favourite have it's... you listened to Mo Gowda no you've got to listen I do that really awful thing with podcasts where I go through and only listen to all the people yeah, who I'm I know exactly or like the and then again I'm like okay I'll listen to the people who I don't know so yeah. who is that I think he worked for Google Play but his son died after a routine appendix operation oh, and it's how he's turned it round to make his life happy and he's now written a book on how to be happy and I've recommended so many people he is so wonderful as I was listening I was on a bus and I was jotting down notes on my phone oh wow one of those so the premise is Elizabeth Day who's an author I mean she actually now has a book doesn't she called How to Fail but the idea was that you know people talk all about things that made them successful but not necessarily the failures that made them successful all the failures that they learned from so she interviews people in the public eye and she speaks to them about significant moments in their life where they feel they failed what they learned from that or what subsequently happened because of that my only criticism all the ones I've listened to so far is that a lot of people are like I failed my driving test and I learned this or I failed a GCSE and I learned this it's valuable and we can all relate but at the same time I want to hear that somebody like got fired from a job age 30 like I feel like where I'm at in life it's not that helpful to know that somebody like didn't pass Mm. a GCSE and still was really successful I totally agree but I really recommend it to people because I feel like I know quite a few people who have had little hiccups along the way recently who doesn't and just listen because it makes you realise that mm. you can have these horrible setbacks mm. and actually just turn them around and use them as a positive mm. way to go forward. Yeah. And often, you know, they're not life and death. As you said, you know, you can find another job or you can... Mm-hmm start something new yeah I love it I agree and also I've only listened to as I say a few of my favourite celebrities and there's loads aren't there there's like 30 to listen to and so. also often like with Desert Island Discs it's sometimes the people that you don't know are the most interesting definitely yeah. Desert Island Discs is just that's like so that. good to get a recommendation though because I'm exactly the same with Charlotte I only listen to the people that I know so if someone's like can listen to this one I'm like mm-hmm. okay fine yeah. yeah I love those ones good yes I, so I really do recommend it for a bit of life advice and also she is really likeable oh I know why I got onto it and you're like this because yeah. she did one with Phoebe Waller-Bridge Oh. Yes, and somebody recommended that, so we listened to that, which is obviously just amazing. And Phoebe's is a bit like I was really naughty at school, and it's like okay, <laughs> she's really done a one failure. as well with the actress from Line of Duty. That I've just listened oh, to, okay. but I can't remember her name. Kate, Vicky McClure, no. Vicky. Yeah, there you go. It. You she got it. Kate's her in. Kate is her character name. <laughs> I also really enjoyed listening to the Sherlock's podcast. Might be interested in the magazine industry and Farah Store, who is now editor of Elle magazine, and she was editor of Cosmo when she recorded it last summer. Hers is really inspiring and. And she's just got a really interesting outlook on life and obviously mm. it's really interesting evaluation of the industry as well so I recommend that one more thing to add that I did this weekend I went to the only human exhibition at the National Portrait Gallery which is the new exhibition by Martin Parr who's a celebrated photographer and he's done like loads of celebrities but this one was really about his sort of daily observations of British culture and it's very funny it's kind of a real like British seaside town 
quite tongue-in-cheek and it was just really really interesting and it's almost kind of catching people off guard who aren't normally in front of the camera and when are they photos from what time so frame? it spans probably over the last 10 years but a lot of it is kind of the last two three years like there's a lot about brexit and it's just like a fun poke at british society and it doesn't take anything too seriously and it's really raw and really real there's a lot about like the races and people like dressed up so much and there's kind of i love it when they have those little descriptions in the rooms about why he's created that one section and he was saying that you can learn so much about people and about brits and what they do in their leisure time and how that's observed and how like we go to the races and loads of people just don't even care about horse races and it's just about the spectacle of being there and what you're going to wear and watching everybody so it's really really fun I think it's the final week. It's only on to the 27th of May. But if you do have time, go and check it out. And I just love the National Portrait Gallery. It's my absolute favourite in London. I've never been there. What? I just, like, never know what's on or, like, what to go and see. I'm not a very arty person, but that sounds quite good. Oh, I don't think you need to be arty. For me, the National Portrait Gallery has always been the most inspiring because I just love looking at people. And there's also an incredible rooftop cafe. And you can just go and just sit. Even, like, in the bookshop, it's amazing. It used to be my go-to when I was at St Martin's. Just go and feel inspired and look around and it's really cool. Oh, lovely. Yeah, you always feel like I need to go to a gallery this weekend. <laughs> yeah. and do that. Let's talk about food now. We wrote a piece where we interviewed a variety of top London chefs, how they make their salads more exciting. Pascal, you wrote this piece. I did, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what did you take from it? Well, I'll be honest, Georgie said she was interested in this. And I was a bit... And like, I was like, I'm not. I was like, oh, I don't know. But then when I spoke to all the chefs, actually, very interesting. Can I ask what the definition of a salad is? That is a really good question. That is I a good agree, question. somebody said, add some salmon, add some eggs. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, is that a salad? Yeah, when does the salad stop being a, a salad? salad? Exactly. I was, when people have, like, pasta, like a carb-based, to me, that's no longer that's a salad. That's not a salad. It's a cold but pasta dish. What is, yeah. is it? Something with leaves and it's cold, but then you can have hot salads i don't know i, I feel like it has to have lettuce in it if it doesn't have lettuce in it do you think Not that's salad. it i feel like it has to be minority carbohydrates <laughs> like you could have a salad with potato in it yeah definitely like a would have potato yeah. but there still be a salad yeah. the main category has got to be vegetables i think that's right no, but if the main category is vegetables like that's basically everything i eat and i don't just eat salads should i just google it <laughs> yeah let's find out Salad is a cold dish of various mixtures of raw or cooked vegetables, usually seasoned with oil, vinegar, or other dressing, and sometimes accompanied by meat, fish, or other ingredients. That is all food. That's very good. (laughs) A mixture containing a specified ingredient served with a dressing. So maybe it's a dressing. I think it needs a dressing. I think it's a dish. And a mixture of things? Yeah, it's like a big mixed pot that has a dressing on it. I think salad's anything you want it to be. Okay, Okay. sure. (laughs) So continue, what did you take away from this piece? Are you a big salad eater? No. No. I don't mind them in summer. I don't really like them in winter. I just never know what to do with them. And I think they're quite expensive sometimes. Yeah, they can be. Yeah. What do you mean if you buy a pre-made one or you mean even just making your own? Both. Mm. I think both. There's so many different components that go into it. It ends up being quite expensive. To make it really tasty. Yeah, I think because sometimes salads can get a bit samey. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you need to have enough variety in there to make it interesting. And that normally in turn gets expensive. But I do think that was the motivation for this piece because there's nothing worse than a samey salad, but actually a pimp salad yeah. can be amazing. Yeah. Okay, Lou, you like a salad. I love a salad. My mum always puts fruit in her salad. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. That is yeah. quite controversial in my world. I know, oh. I know. I know Georgie doesn't like it, but it causes a, ooh, 
fruit yes. and nut salad. Oh, I've always thought that it's like women like fruit and salad yeah. and men don't. Maybe, mm. like, that's probably yeah. so wrong with me. I think that's true. Um, I do, but I love it. A couple I of grapes. Some slices of tangerine she always puts in there. Mm. It definitely adds a little bit of something when you've got something boring. The one that I would let go, I quite like a pomegranate. Yeah, pomegranate. Mm. Yeah, love salad. Mm. Yeah. We wouldn't like any other fruit in salad. No. <gasps> like, like apple yeah. in a salad for me, wrong. Oh, Delicious. I love peach in a salad. Like a pomegranate yeah. salad with peach. Mm. I would like take grilled peach. Yeah. yeah. Or like watermelon. Love pear and goat cheese. Sorry, no. With, pear and, and all these were cheese. And with but... some walnuts as well. Yeah. It's so nice. So yeah, that's my mum's tip. I really like, you know, those Gray's pots. Mm. There's a Gray's protein power one or something. And it's basically chilli and lime. Oh, the seeds. Cashews, mm-hmm. peanuts and almonds. If you haven't got time to like go and get some nice nuts and they already have got that like lovely chilli mm. lime seasoning. Delicious little addition. Yeah. And I actually think the key is to have different textures yes. by Excellent. adding nuts and seeds and delicious yeah. things like that just pimps off so good and like you can get little sachets and they're kind of flavoured there's like a nice soy and yeah. mm-hmm. chilli glaze one and for me like being vegetarian as well that's a really good extra protein source to add yeah. into salads so I also love I've talked about them as a snack before but the clear spring nuts yes. that are in the, like, good the soy flavour they're so so good so yeah. tasty just a small bag and just empty the whole thing on yeah but I think when you're at home just having like a pot of seeds toast them and just add them on top of a salad just makes it just more, a bit more interesting yeah we were talking the other day weren't we on the show about putting peanuts and everything and yes. Laura I know you like an Asian infused dish but just putting some peanuts with a bit oh. of honey and soy sauce yum so good pistachios yum. Yum. any sort of nut really mm. yeah Laura when I was reading this there's a bit of a joke among my friends that I always have a spinach salad and I always have it with olive oil lemon and salt it's like the oh, delicious so pretty like much just that. everything I eat okay. yeah delicious sometimes cucumber bit of celery maybe if I'm feeling a bit out there <laughs> oh, I love celery I yeah. hate celery like, oh, I don't really understand how you can dislike celery like it's quite I know strong flavor I can get it. Do you think it mm. has the strongest flavor? I hate the taste of celery yeah. so much. Yeah, but loads of these chefs say olive oil, lemon, and salt, but one okay. of them said lime, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll mix it up. <laughs> Go crazy, Be crazy. crazy. <laughs> one of the biggest things that they all talked about was a dressing or a sauce. I always try to avoid any kind of sauce or dressing, but and I do always just a glug of olive oil yeah. and some lemon. But maybe need to be more adventurous. Really I think good olive oil. So yeah, tasty. and I think a, a good dressing can transform something really bland. Yes. Obviously, I think some people are worried because of the calories in oil or whatever, but it just can make it so much more. T- Tasty. Yeah. So. A friend also once gave me a tip. She's a cook and she said that you should always chop everything the same size. That's really good advice. Yeah, so why? Was, yeah. I mm. literally just ate a pret salad and it's the new Greek salad and the, everything, you know, it's all like nice peppers and feta and olives and that's all the same size. But then there's the massive slices of tomato and it's really irritating because you can't just put your fork in and go. You have to like... You have to have a knife your, then. Yeah, you have to yeah. have a knife. Admin. You're, admin. It's literally, <laughs> I don't have time for that shit. Like you have to slice your tomatoes. I think that's really good advice. There we go. I like that. Lot. You're welcome. Well, pomegranate seeds is one of my big takeaways. I love a pop- like walnuts, pomegranate seeds, Yum. spring onions. Yeah, bam. Any salad is more interesting. I put all of that on like a rice dish as well. Yeah, mm. but also using different types of oils, I think was a really good tip because if you are, let's say you're like grilling asparagus or something else to put in, or even if it is just tomato dressing, I've got really into different flavored olive oils at the moment. So we've got a garlic olive oil and a lemon olive oil on the go at the moment. If you like oh. spend a bit of money, they are amazing. You know when they're like really thick, yeah, lush mm. and oily. I don't know if anyone's ever 
never eaten of the pig, but they do this amazing herb-infused yeah, yeah. oil from their garden that's got rosemary, thyme, like, literally mm. everything, and then it's so good. Delicious. There are a few things like that. There was a salt in this list that I hadn't heard of either. It was like a smoked salt. I can't Ooh, remember. Oh, we've, we've got, got that. that. We talked it's about this so yesterday, good. actually. It's actually so worth having a few of those like yeah. fancier store cupboard things, and then they can just work on anything, can't they? And having good salt. Mm. We've talked about molden salt. Just, it makes salt. such a difference. Yes. I'm so bad at that. <gasps> really? Yeah, I just use salt salt. That's awful, isn't it? Oh, no, just mm. game changer. Yeah. Salt. Delicious. Yeah. Interesting. Was there anything in this piece that anyone thought they were going to try that you haven't done already? Any ingredients? No, but one of the chefs, I was reading this last night, and I loved that one of them said, if it grows together, it goes together. Nice. Like, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. I need to Good take tip. that on board. Wait, but what's an example of that? I think he's also talking about seasonally. Oh, so uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. If it grows really together, nice. it goes together. I thought that's a good thing to have in the back of your mind. Good. And also, salad is always better when you eat seasonally because actually, the fresher the fruit and veg, the better it is, isn't it? Well, if you do want more tips on how to make a salad taste that bit more exciting, then do have a look at the piece on the site. Bit more food chat now. Let's talk about how to stop craving carbs. This piece says your fridge is full of salad leaves and your cupboards are piled high with lentils and quinoa, but all you really fancy is a toasted bagel or a slice of cake. I mean, I didn't write this, but I might as well have done. <laughs> so we asked the experts how to curb those carb cravings. Laura, I feel like you're quite controlled. I am probably quite controlled, but I love a carb. Mm. I mean, if you're going to have pasta, have proper pasta. Do you crave them? Yeah, I love carbs. But I do feel that if I don't sleep properly, I definitely want more. If I drink... I definitely want mm-hmm. more. But I kind of think, as long as you're aware of that, then if you want your carb, have your carb. Yeah. Do you think? Life's too short. I Life's think short. you're right. I think it's just everything in moderation and balance. And yeah. often I think if someone really, really wants something, just have it because often you can kind of go around everything you want to get and then just end up eating more than you would have naturally and you're still not satisfied. So I think just have it. I think that works if you don't crave stuff very often. If I ate everything I wanted to eat, I'd literally <laughs> be a house. I mean it. Because if, if I applied that rule to the way I eat, then I would be having like Frosties for breakfast and jam sandwiches for lunch and Domino's for dinner. Like, do I really would. if you had that all the time, you'd still crave it. Do you think it's not kind of intertwined within being healthy and not having it that you're like oh I really fancy that yes probably but I'll never know because I'll obviously never eat like that so therefore I can't live by a rule of well I should just have it when yeah. I want it because otherwise I would literally yeah it's well. obviously in moderation yeah I'd be very unhealthy about what about having like a small bit just like a bite I can't do that no I tell you what's quite a good tip is if you're making pasta or spaghetti bolognese I still want the pasta but I will do the courgette oh as well so then you've got the volume oh a mix oh that's yeah, so then you've got the volume, but you don't... That's really It's clever. not all pasta. So going back to this piece, carbohydrates are not an issue in that. I just know that I function better with carbohydrates. I also, a lot of the evidence now is that that yeah. is fine for you. I don't think it's having a whole meal bowl of pasta that makes you fat. But it's more for me, like, the cakes and the biscuits to curb. But yeah. we all know that anyway. Pascal, do you crave carbs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all the time. Do you get full without eating carbohydrates? No. No. That's no. But I think that's because I eat a lot of carbs. Mm. I just love bread. I just, like, can't live without it. Do you try to control the quality of carbs you eat or not really? Do you buy nice bread or... Yeah, actually, I would say that. And we mm. do eat like wholemeal pasta and brown rice, but it's just so boring, isn't it? 
Like, it's just not as good. <laughs> no, I actually I'm disagree. I wouldn't touch white bread. Soft, <laughs> silky, all over. white yeah. bread. Delicious. <laughs> Disgusting. French baguette. Yeah. yeah. I'd eat, like, fancy white bread, but I wouldn't eat, like, I wouldn't eat, like white hobbits. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. cheap, nasty uh, kind. I, know, I, I, believe believe yeah. I would. <laughs> Delicious. No, I wouldn't eat that. It's about quality. Like, if I'm going to have a croissant, I'll get a Gail's croissant, not a yeah, totally, croissant, totally. for example. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, well, the advice, if you do crave carbs in this piece, included avoid skipping meals. I think that's true. We all know that the more you starve yourself the hungry you get and it's all going to go to shit isn't it there's that meme that's like breakfast yogurt lunch salad dinner everything yeah. in my fridge that's me the good night's sleep thing is quite interesting I completely agree with that I you, really yeah, you mentioned that. agree with that mm-hmm. I've never heard of that but I feel like that makes sense but as in if I'm tired I need to be fed constantly yeah. Yeah. yeah it also says to look after your good gut bacteria eat protein with starchy carbohydrates I thought that was a good point that's a bit like your point isn't it that if you eat carbs with protein then you kind of balance it out so I guess like have some salmon with your brown rice and then you need less brown rice don't you yep. and also try and relieve stress I think again a lot of people emotional eat don't they and that's when you crave carbs I know when I'm yeah. sad I just like need a biscuit tin but then I say <laughs> when I'm happy as well yeah that's, that's really <laughs> double edged sword that well for more advice on how to avoid those cravings but also curb your carb habit then have a look at the piece more food chats 11 ways to get your 10 a day it is no longer 5 a day recommended intake of fruit and vegetables has now doubled according to scientists Lou, do you get your 10 a day? I actually think I might do. Not every day, definitely. And it probably depends on what quantities qualify for one portion. And I've got a very sweet tooth, so I eat a lot of fruit. And dinners are kind of focused around vegetables. Mm. So I Can think I say I'm... on that fruit point, this piece says that you're only allowed out of your 10 to to be fruit. Yeah, yeah which yeah, surprised me. If I'm having my mum's salad, then yeah, uh, you're out. <laughs> okay. um, Pascal, do you eat your 10 a day? No, definitely not. How many do you reckon you do? Half, maybe? Five? Okay. So before, I would have been spot on, but mm. not anymore. Yeah. I do eat, like, fruit in the morning and then I'll always have, like, vegetable dinner. But I think it's really interesting. When you think of 10 a day, I always think, like, whoa, that's like a whole pack pepper and then like a whole of something else but it's just little bits isn't it mm, like yeah. it all kind of adds up to your 10 a day like that instead of like thinking about it as like massive portions or anything it's not actually too hard it's not I think it's... you just need to be mindful of it yeah. don't you yeah keep it in the back of your mind and it's actually quite easy to subsidise your food if what you've eaten doesn't have a load of fruit and veg in it so far in the day then you can just have some carrot sticks with hummus and yeah, bags exactly. of dark onions it shouldn't be too difficult Laura do you eat 10 a day? I like to think I'm not too far off but I definitely don't every single day well some of the advice in this piece included more creative ways to eat your fruit and veg wasn't it so things like get yourself a magic mix and like a juice is a really good way yeah. to do that mm. I quite like a savory green juice as well and i feel like that's probably your 10 isn't oh, it yeah, totally. and a smoothie i always keep frozen berries yeah and that's a good vegetables idea in the yes freezer and then particularly for children i'm always like and a banana so much and doing it that way yeah. yeah well frozen was one of the points in this piece but it doesn't have to be fresh fruit and veg and i think people do think that as well yeah though. i always have like fruit frozen peas and frozen edamame yeah. in the freezer and mm. I've, I've basically everything so mm. that counts as well I also love a bag of fresh garden peas Oh my oh, god. Yeah. That and the salad. Favorite. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Peas so make good. any salad better. Although I would totally go putty pois over garden peas. In the freezer, I go putty pois. Yeah, totally. Laura, as a mum, yes. how hard or easy is it to get your kids to eat their vegetable allowance? I will always offer it and I'll always encourage them to eat it, but I also don't want to make it too much of a thing. Mm-hmm. If I beat it into them mm. all the time, they're never they're gonna associate. So I just want them to appreciate it for it. its nice like flavours. It. And my mum has 
a vegetable patch so it's quite sweet that they can go there and yeah. you know, see where the carrots come yeah. from and I like that but I will if I'm a bit like oh there's been quite a lot of pizza this week I will always make a smoothie That's and I always get them to help me too so they can see yeah. what's going on. and making like fruit skewers or something yeah, like that exactly. like making it look appetising and pretty and colourful and, and also I quite often freeze the smoothies say, into lollies exactly. which then is like happy day yeah. dream yeah. it's interesting what you said so I think I'm not a huge vegetable fan for me they were used like sort of as a punishment like I wasn't allowed to leave the table yeah. ever yeah. I'd mm. eaten a piece of fruit but I feel like in the 90s fruit was just like less cool wasn't it so that yeah. piece of fruit had to be an apple or, yeah. an, or a pear or something like something the so boring sexy but so yeah. uncool yeah. yeah and so I just like I would never pick up a piece of fruit like that of my own accord I like fancy fun fruit or vegetables like I'll happily eat like aubergine with tahini but I can touch like grilled broccoli or yeah. something like that because it just reminds me of being made to eat it yeah, yeah. not in some like awful way but like it was just a, you know you had to finish your dinner and yeah. that was what you were given going back to the salad thing it's almost like pimping your veg as well it's like if you make it tasty rather than having like boiled broccoli which is going to like sap all the flavour from it and nutrients yeah. make it really tasty add a glaze to it yes. add some seasoning add some seeds whatever and then it tastes really good <laughs> you know what I like it's just like a really nice juicy orange but you can only eat them on your own like in so with you I love an orange but they're not for public consumption no they're no. not unless you cut the skin off and then slice it up yeah that's but it's still, that's that's yeah, that's, yeah that is but that with orange. passion fruit on it so I love yes. a passion fruit so good that pimps yeah. any fruit you mean fruit yeah you like put it, it on yeah, your yeah, fruit yeah I put it on my fruit <laughs> yeah double it's yeah. good in a fruit salad so like, like yeah cheese, so yeah. orange with passion fruit on or mango with lime delicious well if you are looking for more tips on how to make your veg more interesting then do have a look at the peas plus we also spoke to some chefs for some inspiration and there's even some recipes and an ideal day's worth of fruit and veg in that feature so do check it out I don't know about you guys but every May and June without fail I am grateful that I'm not sitting exams and it doesn't matter how stressful things are in life I don't think I'll ever rather swap with 17, 18 year old me doing exams. New figures from the NSPCC have revealed that Childline carried out just under 3,000 counselling sessions on exam stress in 2018 and 19 and that's with around a third taking place at this time of year. With children as young as seven now exposed to high stress levels and anxiety associated with exams. I still get exam dreams. Always. You guys? Always. Yeah, all the time. What is it about exams that just stay with you? Lou? I get that all the time actually and it's kind of, I'm in there, I haven't revised, a topic comes up and your heart just mm-hmm. so panicky. Remember they used to say at school, there are some people that perform really well at coursework and some are really good at exams. And that's just always like stuck with me. And it's so strange now in like, we're never going to take an exam again. Hopefully mm. not. And I've got friends who have taken, you know, into their professional life. Yeah. My friend who's an architect. I mean, she's just finishing her. I think she oh. might even have some more. It's insane. Some yeah. people really are plagued with them for a really long time. Yeah. But yeah, I will never not be grateful that I chose a profession that doesn't involve that. Pascal, can you still relate to that exam anxiety? I don't feel the same way about, that you guys do where you like have dreams about it anymore or anything like that. But I feel their pain. And especially like, you know, when you do GCSEs and it feels like the end of the world if something doesn't go right. And then you get to our age and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but they're like stepping stones, I guess. I just think, though, it is important to say that. I think pressure. everybody knows it does matter. And they know from being at school and in that pressurised environment, it does matter. Mm-hmm. 
But I think that it's really important to teach them as well that the world is a big place and life skills are really important. Mm. And some people are just really bad at exams. Mm. And, you know, it's better that you have a bit of common sense and Mm. can make your own decisions in life than having 10 A stars in your GCSE. It really does depend on the industry that you want to go into. Exactly. I completely agree with you. I know had I not been pushed, I wouldn't have done as well as I did so if I had been told, don't worry, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it's fine, then personally I wouldn't have reached my potential. But so I'm that's sure the people it. that are saying, don't worry, don't worry, they're still encouraging them to do it, but they're just saying, don't lose your mind over it. Yes. Because actually Probably there are other more important things in life. Yeah. And, that true. and that's probably the encouraging advice once you've got your results back and perhaps they weren't what you wanted mm-hmm. them to be. Not yeah. before. So. That is true. But I think lots of children will put the pressure on themselves anyway. Yes. And I think it's important to be told that, you know, it's not the be all and end all. True. Because it's, it is not the end of the world. It's mm-hmm. really true. not. That's true. Did anyone ever have any major exam disasters? When I was in college, I spoke to my lecturer and he said, put my coursework on his desk. So I went and did it. And then he never said anything to me until the day where I went to get my results. And I sat down with him with my mum and he was like, well, you failed. And I was like, why have I failed? And he's like, she didn't give me your coursework. I was like, oh. put it on your fucking desk like you told me to. He was like, well, I didn't get it. Oh my God. Yes, yeah, so I failed. But like, what happened subsequently? Like, did you have to read Nothing. It? I had to change my module the next year. I was like, I'm not doing oh. fucking business skin shit. So I did film studies. <laughs> okay. And like, I got an A. I'm yeah. so glad that I changed and I did that because business studies, oh my God, so boring <laughs> anyway. But I was absolutely gutted. And like, he was so horrible to me because he thought that I'd just been lazy. But I was like, can you not tell me before? Also, that's really bad teaching. Like, yeah. like, yeah. Really bad job managing is, yeah. as a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Also, to like encourage you to give you do a well. kick up, yeah, yeah. So that didn't go down very well. With so, me. which A levels did you do? So, I did English, and then I did my just an A level film studies, and then I did music technology for some strange reason. What does that involve? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, um, when, when I think of you, I'm not sure music technology no. springs to mind. No, it was sort of like plugging stuff in, <laughs> <laughs> turning knobs. Yeah, it was enjoyable, but I just scraped that as well. You thrive in your adult life, haven't you? Yeah, but I think it's like... English went well. Yeah. uh, yeah. I feel like you have to make those decisions so early in life. 16, and then you're so concentrated on your exams, and then just being like, oh shit, what am I going to do at college? And then I don't think I picked mine very well. I didn't talk to anyone, didn't have anyone to talk to about what I wanted to do and then doing business studies why why am I doing business studies and music technology what am I going to be how <laughs> <laughs> great job career. am I going to get like, in that but like when I did film studies it like clicked into place for me because I was like mm. well I like film and I like writing and those two things I've used in my job so you didn't really feel like you had the advice on which topics to pick no and I feel like it's such a stressful time and like when you're at school and you're in like year nine I feel like a lot of pressure's put onto you to just mm. pick something I remember at my school you used to not be able to do subjects if it didn't work with the timetabling so people would be better like oh no sorry you can't do economics because if you want to do it philosophy as well then it will clash I mean that is like I went to a private school as well so you're like paying in order to have an education that then pushes you on to the next level and you're told you can't do what you want to do because it doesn't work with their timetable that's awful yeah Lou I feel like you had the opposite of Pascal you really went down a vocational route well 
I did maths, art, psychology, and Spanish for AS, and then dropped that for A level. Basically, she's just good at everything. We haven't had this discussion. Maths is like my secret skill that nobody would ever. That's why there's a calculator on her desk. Yeah, but I feel like people are very surprised (laughs) to hear that I really like maths, and I really enjoyed it. I found it super difficult, and I had to have extra tuition and for me I could never get it unless I really understood exactly why this formula worked so I was the annoying person that was like can you explain this can you explain this but it's so satisfying and I loved having that versus art where there was kind of never a right or wrong answer so yeah I just love the balance of the two I probably should have been an architect did you not feel like that was a weird mix of things no I really loved it you just did things you liked rather than things that you thought would maybe get you a job I mean fashion has kind of always been my number one passion and always hoped that I would have a career in it but I remember at the end of school then having to decide do I do an art foundation which I would need to to go into the fashion industry or do I go down the maths route like really not being sure for ages and then in the end followed my heart with what my real love was but yeah I really enjoyed having that difference between the subjects. Pascal I think also what you're referring to is it sounds like your college offered more vocational studies like I know my school it was just straight subjects at A-level there was nothing yeah. even broadly kind of career orientated it was like you know maths or English or economics it was just like subjects so I think there's less pressure in those circumstances to pick things that are like inverted commas for your career mm. because then you don't have to specialise you're more just kind of studying academic subjects yeah. Yeah. which yeah. maybe makes it easier or harder. Laura what did you do? I did art, history of art Art, geography and business studies. Okay, that's also yeah. really nice. What did you think of business yeah. studies? <laughs> that choir. I, I kind of wish I'd listened more. Yeah. Like now I'm like, why didn't I? It sort of all makes sense now. It's it? probably one of the only subjects we actually learned some life skills. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But don't um, think you'd be so interested now working for a business if you were kind of, you then went into that class and see what they're taught yeah. and kind of listening to it and like yeah. how relevant those things are for exactly. what we do now. Yeah. Anyway, I wish I'd listened more. And do you feel like what you learn in those subjects has helped you subsequently in your career? No, not massively. No. no. I mean, I guess the creative side, yes, slightly, but... That's more about, like, nurturing a side of you, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Than, like, actively applying knowledge that you've learned. But as you said earlier, it's all stepping stones, isn't it? Yeah. What do you do, Charlotte? Do you, well, I did English, French and philosophy with a politics AS level thrown in there. <gasps> that sounds so hard and not fun. It wasn't. It was so chill, honestly. Philosophy <laughs> is not that challenging at that level. Is it just like, well, I think... No, no, it's not that. You're just, you're learning like other people's theories. And that basically everything I did was all about analysing text. So I did English and French at university as well. And I mean, I really excelled on the French side, not because of my language skills at all. I actually did so poorly on the language stuff, but because of analysing of literature. So the philosophy was script analysis as well. That's what I always loved about English. I needed did masters in it as well. If I had kind of all the free time and money in the world, then I would just go and study French literature in the library somewhere. So I know, but anyway, now I'm here. <laughs> I feel like we really moved away from exams and but anyway if you do want advice if you do have children or you yourself are heading into orch in the throngs I guess of exam season or even if you're a grown up who still has plenty of exams to go then do have a look at some of our advice on the site it's everything from lifestyle advice to mental ways of just trying not to feel quite so overwhelmed by the process Let's end by talking a bit about fashion. We did a roundup of jumpsuits for every day last week because, okay, the boiler suit might be everywhere, but even if it's not for you, there's still a lot of jumpsuits out there. Lou, jumpsuit fan? I love loose dungarees. There are a couple in here. I love that look on holiday, linen, overalls, just super relaxed. 
I prefer a boiler suit, I think, to a jumpsuit if it's buttoned up the front. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think my proportions, I've got quite a short body and longer legs. So often kind of where it cinches you in or where the crotch sits just doesn't quite work on my body. And I think that's often, it kind of looks a bit tricky. But they look great. And I think perhaps slightly less girly equivalent to a dress mm-hmm. one easy throw on piece and you're kind of good to go i love them actually more dressed up mm. as well i think it can kind of make a real statement definitely laura you're a fan yeah i am i love a jumpsuit i love a boiler suit i quite like them relaxed with trainers mm. simple not too much fuss usually one color yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm the same jumpsuits can look really cheap can't they yeah. if you get them wrong so i feel like this is quite a kind of safe guide to how to get them right which includes all those things you just talked about so it's that sort of stretchy non-cotton fabric that really puts me off yes, with the floral design yeah, yeah. You I knew, that's exactly what I'm picturing this floral print like a jersey yeah. floral print yeah and Ooh. it's not flattering so I think you need something with a bit more substance to it yes, yes I agree um, Lou have you bought any for this season I have bought no jumpsuits. I've got a boiler suit, which Charlotte and I have both got the same one from French Connection. And there is a pair of Matin Studios, which is a brand on Nesporte, and they do really beautiful linen summer holiday wear and they've got a gorgeous pair of black overalls which I've got my eye on for summer holidays. Pascal would you wear a jumpsuit? I mean this might be surprising because I just wear jeans and a t-shirt to work all the time but I do love a jumpsuit. I bought one recently from Topshop like a nice black smart one. For events as opposed to for every day? I think both like could wear it with both. I wore it on Saturday just with like trainers and a t-shirt but the problem I have with jumpsuits is like being tall and having like long legs, long body, quite a curvy body is that there is like a major north-south divide, if you know what I mean sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, they have to fit really well. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise it's a real ish. Yeah. 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 I think you should look probably not for crop styles then. Yeah. More for the ones oh, that are no. a bit more drapey. And yeah. there are some that maybe are longer than they're meant to be and then they have a belt so you can sort of roll it over. Yeah. yeah. You then need to sort of cinch yourself in and wake it up a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe look for those styles. Yeah. But isn't it bad when you like really need a wee and you're trying yeah. to get your jumpsuit off? <laughs> it's worse. Yeah, like... I agree. <laughs> and yeah. I've got quite a few. Like the boiler suit is worse because you've got to get your whole top half like out of them. It's not even like a little strap. It's yeah. It's, it's pain in the ass. Well, I like them for the reason that you said before, which is just that they're so easy. Like, yeah. Such yeah. a hack for looking good. I just hate separate so much. They're so good. Finally, espadrilles. It's just to me symbolizes that like it is officially the beginning of summer. It's, yes. it's finally here we can start doing content on things like espadrilles it's just great news and Lou I feel like you probably converted everybody back to the espadrilles last summer yeah you? I remember actually having a conversation with Charlotte and she was like I would never wear espadrilles they are not for me and then two weeks later what did I think it probably do? took me a bit longer than okay. that but yes a month later <laughs> ordered some and I just think they're a really good way of looking a little bit more not even dressed up because they're a heel yeah. they are a bit more smart exactly it just kind of pulls you together a little bit more it's very flattering elongate your legs they are super comfortable as well and you can get some really affordable versions on the high street and they're the kind of thing that really does last and it's not really a trend yeah they thing. don't date they don't no, my I mean, issue with them I find them so hard to walk in I could not agree with you more I wore mine the other day and I agree they're really comfortable mm. honestly struggle to walk from Wandsworth Town Station to the office and I hate that feeling that I 
I'm like tottering. It's yeah. like the worst look in the world. And I feel like I'm going to break my ankle like, yeah. any minute. Yeah. I know. That's not just me. Mm. I don't know why that is. Maybe you could give us some lessons. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll have a little lesson. I should say maybe yours are a lower heel height than mine, but I yeah. definitely just went and bought exactly what you had. So. I think another thing is that wedges, in theory, are a really great concept because they add a bit of height, but you aren't kind of tottering on a stetto. And then for me, that is the espadrille, but they're slightly more relaxed and off-duty than a wedge and they've sort of got mm. that French girl nonchalant like oh I've just got some heels on yeah. like, which everybody wants to look like I so. know I do think those wedges have a sort of kind of Vegas pool party connotation yeah. these days yeah, don't exactly. they yeah. Um, yeah it's a bit of kind of Ocean Beach Club for me I agree yeah. I think an espadrille is, I think um, they are the biggest yeah. man repeller though aren't they I mean espadrille. I do, do, I do man likes a wedge I don't think they're that noticeable actually I yeah. think that they're quite like inoffensive yeah. I don't know for me they have to have the tie around the ankle yes. I really don't like the ones that Ooh, are strapped just, a, ooh, no. a, a yeah. slip in or, yeah. Yeah, or a strap yeah. they also need to be a decent height you can't start having a like a little no. wedge because no. that's a bit norm core no, exactly yeah. I do go for a little wedge though but only because I'm really tall that is fair. That is and fair. the wedges on them are fucking massive they are. Yeah. and yeah. I just look ridiculous so <laughs> I go for that. a little wedge yeah. yes. they're also really good for a summer wedding if you're walking a lot on grass and you don't want to be like yeah. standing in you know, then they're really good sort of summer occasion wear if you can wear something that's maybe not so smart yeah if I was a guest at my own wedding I would wear them yeah well I like a cream version personally but we've got a whole variety of different colours whether you like French navy something studded oh denim I like the denim ones actually they're mm, quite cool nice. yeah um, do you know what I don't like on them is when like the toe bit comes too high up you like need boom. like something akin to toe cleavage yes like, totally. yeah, like a yeah. Bit of or just yeah pretty low down I agree I think that's about all we have time for this week. If you have any feedback, please do email us at podcast at sheerlux.com. We love getting your feedback. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Bye-bye.